everyone. Welcome to the Happy Health Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Catania. Each week, we'll discuss all things to make you happier and healthier. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Happy Health Podcast. Today I have another guest, Karen Happel. Karen is a personal branding expert and former reality TV casting producer. For the last few years, she has been running her own boutique design agency, building websites and brands for companies of all sizes, from local print shops to aerospace companies owned by Boeing. Recently, she has taken a step away from her agency to create content that helps people build their personal brands. She works with experts who want to publish a book and helps them build the social media presence that publishers are looking for in their new authors. In this episode, we discuss why belief in yourself is so important and so much more. Let's dive right in. Hey everyone, it's Amy. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today I have another guest, Ms. Karen Happel. Thank you so much for being here, Karen. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I was excited to say afternoon this podcast with you. I think what you're doing here is great. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So let's get right into it. Let's tell the audience like how you got into what you're doing. And I love hearing everybody's journey. So let's start right there. Of course. So I finished college in 2005 with a degree in television production and business. And my dream was to move to California from New York and work in the TV industry. And so I did that. I moved to LA and I ended up being a casting director for reality TV shows. I worked on anything from, you know, huge shows like The Biggest Loser, like tiny things that never made air that you've never heard of. And mm-hmm. It was an absolutely incredible experience. I started becoming known for finding, you know, America's sweethearts yeah. in different casts, right? So I did The Biggest Loser and Hell's Kitchen and um, Extreme Makeover Home Edition. I just traveled the country and I talked to people about their lives and I loved it. What I didn't realize at the time was really what I was doing was I was identifying people's personal brands. Because yeah. I would interview somebody for an hour. I would, you know, they just tell me their whole life story. It was absolutely incredible. And then that's what I would use to pitch certain people to the network executives and say, this is who you need on the show. And here's why, who, here's who they're going to be in the cast. Here's what they're going to end up doing. And, you know, this is why America's going to fall in love with them. And, you know, in 2000, that until 2013, when just full disclosure, you know, I ended up leaving Los Angeles. Um, I had to I had to go get sober. And so Mm -hmm. I came down to Orange County and I I tackled that whole thing. And I thought I was going to go straight back to Kansas City because that was my career. And they were like, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't go back to that. So long story short, I ended up starting over in marketing. Um, I worked in behavioral healthcare for a little while. And then I worked in aerospace, which is completely different. Um, We were selling aircraft seats and galleys and lavatories. All of a sudden I was working with all engineers and it was a totally different part of my brain and dealing with Boeing and it was completely different, right? Yeah. But then I ended up getting laid off from there too. And that's when I kind of had this crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. I loved being a freelancer back when I had been in TV and I missed right. that. And I just decided it was time to go into business for myself. And I started my own design and branding agency. Um and working with different clients, you know, I had some aerospace clients and I just, I had a bunch of entrepreneurs and a local printing company and a travel agency and just all these different things. And again, I was back to storytelling. I became so good at interviewing people about what they do, why they're in business and how to turn that into revenue. Yeah. Um, And so I did that for a little while. And once lockdown started a year ago, I started taking a look at 
working one-on-one -on -one with people on their personal brands and how I could work with more people kind of in this digital age that right. is happening because of lockdown and so I created a course and I started working with experts teach showing them how to um, get bigger on social media how to develop a following so that they can impress publishers and turn their expertise into publishing a book and so that's how I got to where I am that's how everything awesome. I think you look back on your past and you don't realize until you're looking back that all of these different things that you've done yeah. end up becoming like this pile you can build something else on Yes, absolutely. Which is why I always want, I always like to start um, each podcast that I have a guest on with their story because everyone has like, you're saying that you had to get sober and you had got laid off. Like there's all these things that people think like they look at somebody that's successful and they're like, oh, they don't really understand what I'm going through. Look how easy they had it. And nine times out of 10, no one had it easy. <laughs> so that's why I love hearing. So we, and when people are listening to this and they're, they're just trying to find their health or their happiness or just going through whatever they're going through, everybody has gone through that. And it, like, like you said, it like piles on and you learn lessons from it and, you know, you just get stronger for it. And it's part of you, like, you know, you can't go back and change it. And it just, and I'm sure, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you've used those lessons in what you're doing now. And if you hadn't had them, you, you know, it would have looked different. So it's always nice to hear people's stories. Absolutely. And that, you know, I don't usually talk about kind of those, like the down parts for a little right. Sir, right? But I figured that's what you're doing here. And yeah. when I do have an opportunity to share those things. I do love to share them for that reason. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So one of the things that I really loved about when we were talking before the podcast was you mentioned that there's a lot of negativity in the marketing space and like what that means. So um, a lot of times people want to put themselves out there. They just don't know where to start and it can be a very like negative space. So let's go into that. What do you, what do you mean by that when you say negative marketing or negativity in the marketing? I think First and foremost, it starts with yourself and your own mindset, because I think it should be easy to kind of attack yourself with your own thoughts. Right. And that's the number one thing that's going to keep you from putting yourself out there. And then also just the comparison game that you start playing, right? You start seeing all these different people doing what you think you should be doing or where you should be. And all of a sudden you're talking yourself out of putting yourself out there and marketing yourself. And then I think also, you know, with that comparison game, there are just people putting out something, everybody's hiding behind the filter, right? right? Everybody has the story that they're putting out there and the way that they, that they want to present themselves to the world. And it can be really intimidating to try to break into that yeah. until you can kind of adjust your mindset and start seeing yourself in that world. And then I think also, you know, if we just take a look at marketing, there is, there are different ways of marketing there is kind of playing on you know the fear tactics yeah. and you know this is gonna happen if you don't buy my product right. versus <laughs> the right like ah life yeah. ah right versus <laughs> the um you know kind of I, I like to call it like that wholehearted way of meeting somebody on their journey and through storytelling showing them that that they can achieve more yeah in a way you know whatever it is that you're marketing yeah 
So and one thing that you touched on was like belief in yourself. Like that comes up a lot. I, I was checking out your website and your Instagram and like you're constantly saying people believe in themselves, believe in themselves. And that's huge in what I do with people. Like, you know, your happiness and your health just starts with your mindset. Um, um, and how do you, so if you're meeting with somebody on their personal brand, like if somebody's like really down in the dumps, like what do you start with that? Like, do you go into marketing? Do you start with mindset? Like, how does that work? I start with mindset. So it's so common, especially I think with women starting in mm -hmm. business where it's really easy to talk yourself down and feel not good enough. Right. And it was something that I was seeing over and over and over again. It was something that I had noticed with myself when I first went into business, mm -hmm. um, just the way that I would, all the negative talk that would keep me from, from getting into things. And then all of a sudden one day I was at a networking event and I just been building websites for friends. Yeah. And all of a sudden one day I said, you know what, I'm going to start all of those projects that I've done, mm -hmm. like sometimes people would pay me a little bit if they had it, or sometimes I would do it just to build my portfolio, started referring to all those people's clients. And so when I introduced myself, getting up and saying, I kind of do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, I said, I own a web design company and this is what I've done for my clients. And all of a sudden, the language that I was using mm -hmm. allowed me to market myself more successfully. Right. And that's something that I really started to notice over and over as I started working with people one-on-one. -on -one. They wanted to market their products and their services, but they didn't fully believe that they deserved to be in business or that anybody right. would buy their things. And that's when I started saying, you know, if you don't believe in your products and your services and your own abilities, how can you ask somebody else to? Exactly. And so, you know, I think self-doubt is just part of being in business and <laughs> understanding, you know, that, that you do have a place that even though there might be a million other people doing out, out there doing what you're doing, you're the only you out there doing it. And so yeah. that's why personal branding is so big today, I think, because yeah. that personal piece with you know, all of us becoming increasingly isolated, even before lockdown, you know, the, we're all stuck to our phones. Yep. And I think what people are craving is connection. For sure. so they want to feel seen. And so they want to know that somebody's story is similar to theirs. And so I think putting yourself out there and willing to be a little bit vulnerable all ties into successful marketing. I love it. I love it. And I think it's, it's something, um, one thing you were saying, like how you switched your the way you said to yourself, like I was building websites for my friends. So I have a web design company and I'm doing this. It's, it's the same thing for no matter what you're doing. If you're listening to this and you're like, well, Amy, I'm not trying to, to start a business. I'm not trying to do personal branding. You could still get stuff out of this. Like she, you just changed the way you were addressing something that you were already doing. Like, it's mm -hmm. just about like, it's just like, that's why affirmations and, you know, self-talk and all this stuff is so important. It's because we, we are literally just, it's the same thing. Yes, at the core, you were designing websites, but by changing it to, I am a web designer, you come, you kind of stand in the, in your presence more. So it goes for anything, whether it's your career, whether it's your, your Instagram, whether it's your, your, you know, your relationships, like when you stand in that presence, like I am this as of like, oh, I'm kind of dabbling. You kind of own it a little better. Um, so totally. I just love that. I love it. And the words that we use are so powerful, you know, and I didn't believe the words that were coming out of my mouth yet. I felt like a huge fraud saying right. them, 
but in reality, I was building websites. So yeah, yeah. I was a web designer, right? And so instead sure. of sounding unsure of myself, I just, that's where the whole fake it till you make it thing comes in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like even when you're unsure, just coming in and saying, I am a blank. Yeah. People are like, oh, she, she does that. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear more. Totally. No, totally. Yeah. I, I know when, when I first started, um, so I own several businesses and when I first started my essential oil business, which is, is network marketing, it's MLM, which has a total, you know, negative thing. But when I was just like, you know what, I have a business, this is a business It gives me income, which is a business. And now I, you know, when I first started, it was little income and now it's gotten bigger, but just like owning it and just saying like, Oh, I'm doing this. And when I did that, it's when I felt that it was more of a business and not just a hobby that, you know, paid me here and there, you know? Um, so yeah. it's just like stepping into that. But I want to go back to what you just said, fake it till you make it. So we were talking before the podcast, before we started recording, and um, you found that there's a gray area. So I asked you straight up, what do you think of that, that comment? Because a lot of that people say that fake it till you make it. So let's share what you got, what you think like about that. Let's, I want to talk more about that. Fake it till you make it work so well in the kinds of what we were just talking about when it comes to self-doubt, mm -hmm. right? If you want to call yourself something, but you're not sure, that's when you fake it till you make it. However, kind of the ugly side of fake it till you make it is when you're misrepresenting yourself. Mm -hmm. And when it's in your own head, I think it can feel confusing to figure out which is which, okay. but if the facts that you're saying are lies, then you're not thinking until you're making it, you're just mis yeah. misrepresenting yourself, mm -hmm. right? But if you're kind of like, I don't know if people are gonna believe me if I say this, then right. think it till you make it fits, right? right. Yeah, no, I love yeah. that. I think it's also, it, it clears up a lot of things because a lot of times people either are faking it or making it or feel they don't wanna be fake, so they don't fake it till they make it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They don't, then I love that you say that there's this gray area that's just, it's in between and, and explaining it as you did, I think clears it up for a lot of people. Like there are certain instances where, um, for example, uh, I talk a lot about like fitness and workouts and stuff. And people are like, well, I'm not, I'm not somebody that likes to work out or I'm not, I'm not somebody that I'm not an athlete or um, I'm trying to think of like, just not into fitness. And I'm like, you've been working out every day for like six months, a year, whatever. At what point do you think it's okay to say I'm I'm a fitness person? Like I like being into fitness. It's okay. Like they think they have this idea. So it's like in that instance is faking it. But like saying like I'm like a you know Olympic athlete, that's that's what you're saying, like the misrepresenting. <laughs> like exactly. Not really there. But you can be like, hey, you know what? I've been doing this for X amount of time and you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm good and I'm I'm owning it. So it goes for any, Absolutely. any, I know your, your thing is like personal branding and all that, but it goes for everything, which is why what you're doing is so awesome because, yeah. you know, we all have something, we all have a story. We all have, you know, something that we want to share. Um, and I, I wanted to go into asking you, like, I know uh, people come to you when they are, you're specialized when people run and write a book. Um, do you go into, let's talk about that. And then do you have other clients that are not wanting to write a book? Like, how does that work? So I've been working one-on-one -on -one with people for a little while and I kept having the same client that I was coaching right. over and over because I had friends in the literary world. And so I would have agents sending me clients who didn't have a social media following yet. They had a great idea for a book or they had already written a book, but no publisher would talk to them until they had X amount of followers. Right. And so that's where I would come in. And that's where it became all about building that personal brand as an author, as an expert, what that looks like, how your website should look, what you should right. be saying on social media and how you find your following. Mm -hmm. 
I was still working with other people and I still work with other people, anybody who wants to build that message and that brand. But really the, the niche that I created was around getting published. And so that's definitely where a lot of my messaging is. However, everything that I'm saying to anyone who wants to write a book is really the same as anybody who wants to position themselves and build an audience on social media. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, how many, how many followers publishers want to publish a book? I know it's totally off topic. (laughs) Yeah. It depends. It depends on the platform. Okay. And really, you know, I like to, I talk a lot about how important engagement is. Mm-hmm. So you can be a nano influencer under 10,000 with under 10,000 followers, yeah. but that enga- if you have that engagement, you know, like if you can get like a 10% engagement ratio, which is huge and you only have 5,000 followers, yeah. that's still valuable. Yeah. Um, otherwise kind of like 10,000 is that magic number Yeah. people reach for obviously, but social media is changing so much. So all you really need to do is be able to prove that you have influence and you're an authority in your space and that people will listen from you because publishers just want to know that people are going to buy your book. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the job. (laughs) Totally. Right. It's a business for them. So it can be the greatest book in the world that you're going to write, but if no one's going to buy it, they're not going to, it's not going to work. That's awesome. So I love um, that it's, so I'm trying to, it's all about like mindset and people's abilities and storytelling. Um, can you give me an example of like somebody who's taken from like, you know, negative mindset. And of course you can share what you want to share. Cause I know it's somebody's personal info, but like somebody from has a negative mindset. to like switching over, like, yeah, can you tell us a little absolutely. story about that. Yeah. Of course. Um, there's one woman who comes to mind who I was working with at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So she's just starting out as a blogger and she her whole thing is she's she, her blog is called wild caught mama mm-hmm. and her passion is understanding everything that's on food labels mm. and helping other moms understand what is in each of the food and not saying here's what I recommend but yeah. instead here's all of the information that you need right. so that you can make the decisions that are right for you right like if you don't have the budget to go shop at Whole Foods like here's right. what you need to know across the whole board and when you're trying to break into the food blogging space or the mommy blogging space there are a million other people out there yeah so that voice in her head was telling her there's not room for me you know how am I going to stand out no one's going to read my stuff mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we were talking about early on is how different it is that she's going to be supplying all of this information instead of just giving like her recommendations. And so I think really, right, that's where the mindset is. And when you're trying to identify what your brand and what your message is, Mm -hmm. find the spot that makes you different, helps you build the confidence to make you understand that like, here's my, what do they call it in marketing? Um, my, I'm blanking on it, but like my, my value proposition, right? Here's what's going to make me valuable in the market. And once you can identify that and you can truly start to like believe in that and then believe that you can help other people, then you can start marketing that. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, just one more thing there. So I think too, like, (laughs) (laughs) part of the reason why I love what you're doing and, you know, a lot of your listeners probably, there are two different camps of people in the marketing Mm -hmm. world that I see. 
and neither one is, is correct, but I think you need to identify which one you are in order to be successful. There's money-driven mm-hmm. marketing and there's um, heart-centric marketing. Mm. And I think heart-centric people might have a little bit harder time monetizing that, but that doesn't mean they can't make money and be heart-centric. Yeah. And so identifying which one you are is going to help you because if you're a heart-centric person, you try to fit into that money side, not only will you have trouble believing in yourself, but you'll also have a harder time monetizing that because yeah. you, you might not be reaching the right audience. Yeah. And I forget where I was going with but that mindset of just, oh, that's what it is. So if you're a heart-centric person, truly believing that your expertise can help other people, mm-hmm. it, that's the mindset that you need to get to in order to then build. Yeah, uh, the, I love that. I've never actually heard that break, book, uh, broken down like that, which is, I am a true testament to that because I'm heart-centered, right? I was money-driven. I was have, have a degree in accounting and that was my whole thing. Like, just make money, money, money. And I, it made me miserable, even though I had the money and I quit all of it. <laughs> like over the last 15 years, I've kind of come to where I am. And it's, it's interesting because for years I've wanted to do something around happiness and, and helping people with that. But it's not a, to, in my head, as somebody who has a degree in accounting, which is very numbers based, that's not something that's can be very money driven. And mm-hmm. I think I was having issues because I was trying to fit into that money driven thing. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly, you know, like yeah. what I'm doing is heart centered. And I, until I figured out like, you know what, people do need this. People do need to hear all sorts of things on, on happiness and health, which is why I have so many, I've had so many different types of guests on here. You know, some people are like meditation experts and your personal mm-hmm. branding and like, it doesn't, it's all, everybody's all heart centered. Like everybody's heart centered. And, and like, it doesn't matter. Like if you're not even trying to do personal branding, you are still dropping like knowledge bombs on people. Like it's all about your belief and mindset. So I love it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> So like, that's exactly what I was like, I was struggling with that. Like, how do I make money on helping people be happy? Like, how the heck do you do that? (laughs) And then that's where it starts with the mindset. Yeah. Like you, all of a sudden you have to believe that you can help people. And then if you believe that you can help people, then you can charge what you need to charge or, you know, set up a payment structure that you need to set up. Because if you don't charge what you're worth, then you're doing the world a disservice because you won't be able to support yourself enough to share your knowledge with the world yeah. to help them. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's, I see it all because people c- come to me all the time, like either they're doing the essential oil business or they want to, they're like, I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm miserable at my job. Like, I just hate what I'm doing. And I'm like, girl, I get you because I was there. I was somebody that had the perfect job on paper, but I quit like literally a month before I was going to get promoted because it was killing my soul. <laughs> so I, was like, I couldn't do it anymore. What were you doing? Was it in accounting? I, I was in accounting. So I'm from New York originally. So I was at um, oh. one of the top four. So I was very busy. I was, it was go, go, go. And there were literally weeks when I wouldn't see my husband because I was coming home so late, leaving early before he was even up and I'm like what is who cares about the money like we had a beautiful condo we had like all the things all the things and I was like why am I so miserable (laughs) it's you know we I was it was money driven and I'm not a money driven person um it doesn't mean that I don't like nice things and I want to get those things and I want to have money it just that wasn't my motivation so 
it's just a and there's nothing wrong with oh, no, totally. being money driven yeah. right they're just two very different categories very different. and if you're yeah. in one and trying to fit in the other yeah it's just you're gonna end up miserable yeah totally 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 and um it's it's something like it's not that exactly right like I don't think there's anything wrong with it I know people that are, do, are fantastic they're money driven they're like oh I'm just doing this because it makes me x amount and they're happy about that right I was yeah. not happy about it so I think it's just it's just a matter of which one feeds your soul, right? And if you're yeah, miserable, exactly. you're probably in the wrong <laughs> trying to force yourself in the wrong category. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to go back to that you've mentioned twice is that people feel like they can't put whatever they want to do out there because somebody else is doing it, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a huge thing. Like they're like, oh, well, this person's out there already doing what I want to do and it's they're doing it better and I could never do it like them, blah, blah, blah. how do you get people out of that mindset like what do you say like what do you do to help people and is how do you like tell the audience that that's actually bs (laughs) like like, we all can do it on our own way right (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) it's a huge world out there and i believe there is a piece for anybody who wants it right and i believe in collaboration or competition i think we can all kind of help each other get there and um there are a few different things that you can do, right? You can understand, first thing that I tell people is, yeah, there are all these different people doing it, but there's only one you. Yeah. And somebody might identify with you in a way that they're not gonna identify with your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to be successful is as yourself, right? Right. So if people aren't getting on social media or putting themselves out there in whatever way that they want to because right. they're not good enough or they're not, or their house is too messy, or, you know, they're too boring, or they're too nerdy, or too goofy, or whatever, right? Those are the things that you should be letting out of the box, because that's what people are going to identify with. Yeah. You know, my house is always a mess. I don't necessarily really show it on, on screen all the time, right? But it's, it's those, like, vulnerabilities that are going to make people feel seen, right? Right. Yep, totally. Um, another thing that um, I always think is so interesting, and it literally just happened to me um, the Friday before that we're shooting this podcast. Um, everybody thinks that when there's like a bigger name in, in what they're doing, that they can't do it, right? So a uh, perfect example, I was at a mastermind on Friday and um, this lady was, I was talking, I had just met her and we were talking about like marketing and I was like, oh, have you heard of Marie Folio? I actually had Marie, the shirt that I got from going to an event and Marie Folio that said, everything is figure outable. And she's like, oh, where'd you get that? And I'm like, oh, it's Marie Folio. In my head, Marie Folio is like the biggest person on the face of this planet in terms of marketing. She has a course. She has, she's been on like Oprah. She's like, you know, interviewed Tony Robbins and she had never heard of her. And this lady was in marketing and to, it just goes to show you that as big as Marie Folio is, right? That person doesn't know who she is. And it doesn't mean that's a good or bad thing. It's just that that's not in her realm and somebody else, she's probably following somebody else in marketing. So when mm-hmm. we're thinking about like, oh, you know, the world is, you know, is too small. Like there's, there's somebody already doing that. Somebody's so great. I could never be like Marie. She didn't even know about her. So and she may know about you. You may resonate more with her or it doesn't even have to be marketing. It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and you have to start somewhere and then allow message to evolve so you can find your people and craft your message 
yeah. perfectly for that person, yes. right? Like I, did, I wasn't originally working with authors, but then all of a sudden, as I was putting myself out there, I realized that too kept coming to me. Right. And so I don't think there's anyone out there doing quite what I was doing, but yeah. I only got, found my niche because, or niche, or however you want to say yeah, it, I because <laughs> I started somewhere. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's, it's, it's all about like starting before you're ready kind of thing, which yes. I, I struggle with with certain things like literally the day that we're shooting this podcast I'm gonna do a live um, I've been wanting to do like really go in on reels um, and I have all these limited beliefs that they take so much time like blah 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 it's all these things it's only for 15 seconds so I'm literally gonna do a live that I'm gonna do a 90 day challenge of doing a reel a day and to me it's just like dive, diving in right so I just like do it before I'm ready I don't even I've only done like three <laughs> so yeah. Well, you know, you just got to start somewhere and if it yeah. doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, right? Like what's it the doesn't. worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah, no, and nothing. That's why, and it's, it's all about like, when you do that, when you just like jump in and like, you know, do what you can, you end up noticing that you're like, oh, that was actually pretty awesome. Oh, I'm actually really awesome at this. Like, um, I can't believe I had those beliefs. And I'm sure you see that with your clients. Like you start breaking down this thing and then they, you look back at, you know, when they started and they're like, I can't believe I was even thinking of that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, let me tell you a story that I didn't think I was going to share with yeah. you today. So, because it just happened. So as far as putting myself out there and it not going how I thought it was going to go, because I saw your... I saw this pop up on my calendar yesterday and I was just in a puddle of blah. And I was like, I have to go on a podcast and talk about happiness tomorrow. <laughs> so here's what happened. A few months ago, I started talking with this agency and they were going to build this huge marketing funnel for me and, you know, create all of this content and put it out there and Facebook ads and blah, blah, blah. And it was a good chunk of money, but I was looking at it as an investment in, in myself. And, uh, you know, we launched 30 days ago and there were 30 days of ads. And I'm totally honest with you, it didn't go well. The mm -hmm. funnel didn't pay for itself the way that right. it was supposed to. Right. And I made the difficult decision on Saturday or yesterday to pull the plug. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the end of my, my period with them and either I was going to continue on with them or pull the plug. Right. And I pulled the plug. Yeah. And it there was this voice in my head telling me that it was this huge failure. I've lost so much money. Um, what have I done? And it really comes down to, they were yeah. again, right. That heart centric piece versus that right. money centric piece. Yeah. They just weren't the right people for me to be partnered with. Yep. And I allowed myself to kind of sit and grieve what I, the outcome that I was hoping for. Yeah. So that I could just kind of like get all those feelings out there. Cause there's nothing wrong with icky feelings. Yep. Right. But at the same time, I got so much out of this. Yes. And now I have, you know, I wouldn't have created my course or, you know, put my book out there. I've got like all of these different things that I created and all the content that they made for me and the infrastructure yep. of a funnel. Yep. And now I'm going to spend this week brainstorming. Instead of looking at it at the end of something, mm -hmm. it's going to be the beginning of something else, right? I Where it. I can strategize and make all these different marketing tools work together yep. to build something better. Yep. I, and I, I just love that you're sharing a, a story of failure because so many people are afraid to fail or afraid to take that step. Like it sucks that you lost the money. Like no, like as a business owner, I've been there and you're like, damn it. I should have done it. Like, 
Damn, and my face the most- has been plastered in ads everywhere for 30 <laughs> days. And I'm like, oh God, what have I done? Yeah, no, I get you. Like, oh my gosh. And it, you almost start like going backwards, but it's important to do what you do. You Exactly what you said. It's actually part of what I ta- teach in my, my course on happiness is sitting in it for a second. Like you said, like you just went by step by step, like sitting it for a second and then seeing what you can taking the step back and saying, okay, what can I learn from this? What actions can I go forward? Right? Like we can't get rid of those feelings. Like you, I don't think anybody, you have to be almost like a robot to make a mistake that costs you money or relationship, whatever, whatever the mistakes cost you. And just be like, oh, no problem. I'm just going to go right into it. No, like sitting with it for a second. Like, damn, that hurt. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> but what you did it's the next step was so much more important was taking the action like okay what can I move forward from this and you're gonna you may look back and I hope that and I just from talking to you for the last few minutes I could tell like you're gonna look back on this and be like that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I got xyz out of it right and had you not pivoted and had that mindset of okay how am I gonna make the lessons from it it could have been the worst thing, but I don't see that happening. I feel like you're going to go and you're going to be like, oh, this was the best thing that I ever did. <laughs> the best money. It's not really been coincidences either. Like there's a reason that this podcast was scheduled today. <laughs> you know, like, okay, like let's, let's switch my mindset now. Let's do this. I love it. Yay. I love when things come together and I am, I'm a firm believer. I don't believe in coincidences either. Like things happen in the world. If you have your eyes open to it, the universe or whoever you believe in will show you signs of where you want to go and what's meant to happen. And, and you just got to be open to it. And then you're like, oh, there's signs everywhere. You know, <laughs> you just got to follow it. So love it, love it, love it. All right. So I know there's a couple of things that you have an awesome ebook. Um, and so I want you to tell us a little bit about that. And then we have a little bit of a contest we're going to go through. So tell us what the ebook is about and we'll go through where people can find you and all that. So my ebook is called From Expert to Author, and it breaks down all of the reasons that having a social media following is so important today if you want to get published as a fiction author. So this is for anybody who's an expert and has dreamed of writing a book one day, but doesn't know how to turn the success in their career into the byline of their own book. And so I go into all of the whys behind it what you need to do, what publishers are expecting, and then the steps that you need to take build a message and, you know, pick a platform and then create a loyal following. So it's, um, it's like 55 pages long. It's a super easy read, but it's available on my website and I have a lot of fun writing it. It's not like a textbook. It's just quirky and silly. (laughs) Like I am. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. So your website and all this will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to us and you're driving, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't have a pen. Your website is Karen Happel. So H-A-P-P-E-L.com. And your Instagram is at Karen um, Dash. Is that a dash? I don't even know. I think it's an underscore. Underscore? Okay, underscore. Did I write it wrong? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like, I think you have dash, but it will be, and I'll link it. So you can just click it and it'll take you to Instagram. Okay. I'm a check. One quick. of them doesn't exist on, on Instagram. It's either the dash or the underscore. So whichever one you can use is the one. Let's see. Is. We're going to do it real time and I'm going to check because I think... Well, this is what we, you know, what's the, the whole point is to get people to start loving you. Yes, it is an underscore. 
Okay. So it's an underscore. Perfect. Okay. So it's Karen underscore Happel. Um, and I think where we were talking about the contest. So I think it would be cool to do like a little giveaway. So this is going to be live. We're shooting it in March, but it's going to be live in April, 2021. And we would love if you guys are listening to the podcast, take a screenshot um, of this podcast, tag both me and Karen. And for the whole month of April, I'll get those submissions and we'll give away a free one free ebook. So if you're listening to this in April, 2021, let's do that. Tag us. Even if you're not listening to it after, we would love to show you for us, for you to show us some love. Um, and we'll repost those to our stories and it'll be awesome. So I know I'm going to get the ebook because my husband and I are actually in the middle of writing a book. Um, so I'm definitely buying the ebook. <laughs> Um, I know you said fiction, but I'm sure I can still get, get some nuggets of information for that. So I will be getting. Oh, one. no, it's actually for nonfiction. Oh, nonfiction. I read nonfiction. Perfect. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> Love it. That's literally one of my 2021 goals is to publish a book. So this was just meant to be. It was so meant to be. I love this. And, you know, growing up, they used to tease me and call me Karen Happel, the happy apple. So I think I was meant to be on this podcast today. I was born. I love it. I love it. So I just, there's no coincidences. It's just the, the people that I've been meeting, it's been so awesome. Just like meeting people that are just like, I never would have met. That's what I'm saying. Like if I didn't put myself out there and do that, I never would have met you. We never would have got this. I never would have got an ebook. Like it just would have, it's just amazing. You know? It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So I always end the podcast asking my guests three questions. So the first question is, what is a good book recommendation? Anything could be nonfiction, fiction. Yeah, there's one book that's kind of falling apart because every time I'm going through a tough time, I read it. It's Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Love it. And it's just like, it's the perfect mindset, like just get out of your own head type of reset. Yes. Love it. I have not heard that one. So I, what's funny is that every time I hear a book, my husband's like, why have you been buying so many books? I'm like, well, cause I've been interviewing people for podcasts and they keep saying books and they said it's like the best thing. So I have to buy it. Hello. <laughs> it's like, that's obvious. No, <laughs> anyway. that's amazing. I'm such a book problem. Like I have to stay out of bookstores or I lose all my money. Oh, it's, it's like the worst. Like literally when we're done with this, I'm going to order, order that book. Like it's going to happen. Be able to let me know what you think. I will. It'll, it'll probably be a little bit because I have a lot of books that I can order. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I have a collection from the last few weeks. Anyway. All right. So the second question is what's a daily habit that's a must for you? So there are lots of things that I could put on this list because mm -hmm. I have like this daily routine, but to be honest with you, I don't do it all the time. I go through spurts where like, I'll do it and then I won't do it and I'll do it. But the one thing that I always try to make sure I do in my day and it's a little silly, but being present with my dog. I love it. That's, I don't, I don't think that's silly at all. I think being present is being present and then with your dog like it's just they have they're unconditional like they just love us unconditionally right. like it's and I just love him so much like yeah. so much he's part of my personal brand like everything oh, right and him. so it's so easy just to go through your routine and like take the dog on a walk and whatever and he wants to be picked up and I'm like okay whatever I want you to eat right but like if I just stop everything for five minutes and play with him or go on a walk and really like be there with him like it's gonna be so much better oh, I love it 
that makes me want to cry. I have two fair babies, so I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> and they, they're so appreciative of it, too. Like, he probably was like, oh, my gosh, mom's giving me love. I love it. And it's filling your soul. It's filling his soul. It's just good all around. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. The last question, um, because this is a Happy Health podcast, if you can tell everyone one thing to be happier and one thing to be healthier, what would you say? One thing to be happier is gratitude lists. Mm. that's part of that daily checklist thing that I try to include, but I don't always do it. Mm -hmm. When I start my day with just writing down three, three things, I do three things I'm grateful for and three affirmations. It just completely shifts my whole mindset. And that makes me happier Um, to be healthier. One thing that I know for sure makes me healthier is when I cut out sugar. Yeah. So it just makes me think more clearly right and just not not doing it to focus on weight or anything like that but just that I can think so much more clearly without yeah. it and so I'm I'm on the sugar right now so I can't I'm not practicing what I preach but like that's <laughs> the one thing that I know always makes me feel better no it's it's a, I think I love your brutal honesty that you're like I have daily habits but I don't always do it I I think that's the healthiest thing but I don't always do it because it's no but I think it's important because people think like People are perfect and you have to either be perfect or you're not doing it at all. But most people are just doing what they can. And that's all you need to Mm -hmm. do. Do what you can. And then maybe one day you're a little bit better than the other. And then you just have more days like that. And then it's all about doing what you can. So I love how brutally honest you're being about like, this is me. Like that's, that's amazing. Cause that's what people need to hear Absolutely. As, as somebody as a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> I need to hear oh God, me too like me too yeah it's what all I'm like I used to get so stuck on making things perfect that I wouldn't I wouldn't move and sometimes I still catch myself doing it and I say it all the time in this podcast like I'm recommending these things and I'm not 100% perfect doing these things like I will say this is what I think is the best but I don't do it all the time (laughs) yeah it's okay so anyway and then also just like understanding who you are and like how yeah. you work best too. So I remember years ago, somebody was listening to like Tony Robbins tape. Yeah. Apparently he talks about like getting up at four o'clock in the morning before the sun and taking a nice cold shower. And like, that's how he's productive. And like, my friend was like, that's what I need to do. And that's what makes my day better. And like, if I try to do that, it doesn't work for me. My brain yeah. doesn't operate in the same way in the mornings yeah. that other people do, but I can work till super in the night and just yeah. my creativity is out of control then, right? Yeah. right. It's like the more I try to make other people's things mm-hmm. work for me the unhappier I am yeah but like I find what works for me and then like I stick with that the best I can totally love it so thank you so much for being on the podcast I think you gave so many good nuggets and things that regardless if you're into uh, personal branding or wanting to write a book or any of that I think we, people could still get a lot out of it um, because it all goes back to that mindset piece so thank you so much for being here of course this is so fun thank you so much for inviting me on Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show so far, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice to get updated on the next episode. The Happy Health Podcast is now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other major podcast platforms.